Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a great show in store for you. Hey, hunting season is here. And, uh, man, cannot wait. And uh, I know there's already some archery hunters out and about here. But we're going to be talking a lot about just hunting today, guns, and uh, dove season. So uh, I hope you'll stick around for the hour. As I mentioned, we've got a great show in store for you. We're going to kick it off with Tim Barton from The Gun Room. Now, normally you hear Wayne Price, the owner. Uh, He's been on the show here uh, most of the year. But uh, we uh, got Tim out of the store today and got him to come over. So, Tim, thanks for being with us. Scott, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You betcha. All right. So, um, again, we haven't got to talk much. I see you when I come in the store and all. But, um, first of all, tell us a little about your your background, you know, whether it be just, I mean, where you're from and kind of what got you into hunting and a little bit about you. Yeah, right on. So, I'm a Colorado native. Uh, grew up here my whole life and uh, been a long, long, lifelong hunting uh, background. Uh, grew up hunting with my dad, mostly uh, dove. Um, growing up in small game, but uh, I hunt pretty much everything in Colorado, from small game, big game, um, everything in between, uh, uh, coyote hunting, predator, um, mm-hmm. waterfowl. So I've kind of done it all in Colorado. It's got its own, everyone's man, has got their own unique rush, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, it really is. A lot of people ask me, they go, what's your favorite thing to hunt? And I'm like, whatever I'm hunting. <laughs> I, mean, sure. I mean, that's really the answer because, I mean, everything you know it's just is so different and man the animal reaction is so different the seasons are different the weather's different uh you know the guns maybe we use the calibers are different of course for different things but it's just so much fun man to be in the outdoors definitely definitely and uh you go from uh shotgun hunting in uh early fall uh september 1st is uh opening day for dove and uh hit that morning hard and then uh you know, a month later or so, you're right into pronghorn and center fire mm-hmm. rifles upon us. Sure. And, you know, I, I, mean, I started the same way, you know, with my dad and and all. And I think most guys that I end up talking to, you know, uh, throughout the years of doing the show, um, that's the way they started. You know, they were blessed and fortunate enough to have their dad uh, with them. And it, it took them out and taught them. And I certainly realized, hey, that's not um, everyone's story. And that's okay. But... You know, one thing I've been talking to some guys about, kind of off topic here a little bit, but um, it's just, man, try to get somebody out in the outdoors that you know. And I, and I mean, I'm super guilty of that. I tend to hang around guys that are already in the outdoors, you know, instead of maybe trying to find a friend that's never done it before and just say, hey, look, this may not be your thing, but you know what? This is really fun and cool. And get somebody else introduced to the outdoors. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you say that. That's that's something that I've been promoting for for a while now. Um, uh, I don't I don't have any children myself, but uh, I know for the future of hunting and uh, North American model of uh, conservation, um, we need uh, all the hunters we can get. Um, I've I've brought in a, a a couple hunters at least, probably three or four now, um, into hunting who were you know adults and. Uh, I took him out hunting for the first time uh, about four years ago. I took uh, my friend uh, Ray Medina out on his first uh, deer hunt. Opening morning, I got my my best muley uh, buck I've ever shot, 
and then that evening he got his first ever doe wow. with a, with a tag and it was uh probably the best day hunting my my career sure yeah it's really cool when you get to see well you know when you get something yourself let's be honest but then when you see someone else you know whether it be for the first time or the hundredth time it's cool but there's nothing like the first time right right i mean it's just like you don't even know what kind of reaction to have yep yeah and it was, it was a special special day and uh um i know uh ray and i will remember that forever and you know he's he's out he's out pronghorn hunting and, and now dove hunting with me every year mm-hmm. um and i've got a couple other other guys a little bit younger than myself uh into into hunting for the first time and uh it's always special to to get people out in the field and uh you know see how they like it sure once again tim barton is with us it's the gun room 1595 car street they're number 303-237-1300 and um again we did a live remote over there several months ago I had a great day at that and a lot of their partners were there and um if you haven't been there ever or if you haven't been there in a while all right under new ownership with wayne and i can tell you it's a great great store uh you got to get into the vault and we'll explain that here in just a few minutes but first of all maybe just uh give listeners a little bit overview of the store and what all you guys got there yeah the the gun room's a a, a neat shop um it's a it's got an old-timey feel um but uh, we we sell all kinds of guns from uh, the newest you know newest makes and models uh uh, newest manufacturers um, offerings, and uh, but we, we've got a lot of uh, uh, vintage, um, older, um, you know, handguns and rifles, and uh, we sell everything from uh, from muzzle loading, um, black powder, up to uh, you know the most modern ARs, and we've got uh, a big selection of you know mid-range, high-end ARs, and uh, you know low-end and high-end 1911s, and uh, um, it's kind of neat, neat store for uh, for a lot of reasons, but uh, we've got a lot of a lot of pre-owned guns uh, in great condition, and um, uh, we offer consignment. So uh, there's a lot of guns in our shop that you may not see at at, at other stores. Yeah, absolutely. And then the vault. Let's tell them what that's yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> we've got uh, we've got some really special guns in the vault. Um, some some very um, uh, collectible um, high-end shotguns, uh, rifles um some some neat safari guns if uh if you're into some of the bigger game and uh you do some african hunting we we can help you out there where a lot of shops may not have mm-hmm. some of these big bore rifles right once again it's 1595 car street and uh in lakewood all right now let's start out with just um you've already mentioned kind of your hunting background so Let's talk about your preparation a little bit and, and gearing up for it. So I tell you what, we'll, we'll kind of take big game season, and what are some different things that you do when you're preparing for the big game season? Well, first off, uh, definitely want to make sure you get some, some rounds downrange, um, uh, you know, get some good practice, uh, not just at 100 yards, not just shooting for groups up close, but, uh, you know, get that gun you know, get that aired out uh, at, at farther distances, especially mm-hmm. when you're getting ready for pronghorn. It's going to be a, a longer shot than, than a lot of the, the other big game um, out there where, you know, there's, you know, open field and there's no timber. Uh, you're going to have opportunities more, more than likely that uh, you're going to have to shoot a lot further than 100 yards sure. and make sure you get comfortable with there. Yep. And, you know, one thing I tell people, too, is, yeah, hey, if you're sighting in, of course, use your rest, use your bench and all. But you know what? Unless you're carrying a bench with you, you're probably not going to get that kind of shot 
Right, okay? right. So, man, do and if you use a tripod or you're sitting down, putting the gun over your knee, I mean, whatever, you know, putting it up against a tree and using your, your hand as a red, I mean, yep. there's Be, some different scenarios you need to shoot from, too. Practice shooting, kneeling, uh, offhand. offhand? Yeah. Man, that's, right? that's a lost target. Although, take it, taking an offhand shot at a pronghorn at 300 yards, that's, uh, that's tough. That's going to be yeah. tough. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, learn to shoot off your, your, your rucksack. Um, learn to shoot off shooting sticks, carry shooting sticks, or tall bipod. Um, I, I definitely try to carry, um, I use Primo shooting sticks, uh, and I like the tripod version that mm-hmm. you can set your rifle really up. Really be steady. Yeah. Um, I've taken a lot of pronghorn, most of my pronghorn off of those shooting sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, at least a bipod. And this year with how, how wet it's been, you're, you're probably not going to get prone. You're going to have enough vegetation unless you're uh, – um, you know, in, in property that's, that's well grazed, um, you're going to be shooting at knee height or, or maybe yeah. even waist high. Yeah. So you're, you're going to have to be up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And, um, any special gear? I mean, are you, are you a guy that, that packs in? You got that usually comes out every night. I mean, what, what's your typical hunts? Oh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to, uh, I've got an RV and I like to, to camp out of that. Dude, so it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty soft camping, <laughs> yeah. um, as far as that goes. But, um, um, I, I pack pretty light. I'll keep, I'll keep a, a pack with me. Um, you know, I'm carrying a, uh, range finder, of course, binoculars are important, especially for pronghorn. Um, you want to have at least eight power probably 10 power um to help field judge some of those some of those spend all you can on optics man i'm telling you right there's nothing worse than being out there took everything to get there and then you really can't see what you're trying to look at it's it's not too late to upgrade uh not just your rifle but uh, your scope i'm on my third scope with my hunting rig right now and uh as you get older your your vision gets usually only gets worse and mm-hmm. uh the the clearer the glass the better off you're going to be the better light gathering you can have yeah. it's all it's all in your in your uh you know in your favor sure absolutely and then um for dove season i know you said that's the way you kind of started out um uh, i tell you you know i do a fair amount of upland bird hunting and all but man when you get on those doves son it is totally different you better be leading them and sometimes i mean six eight ten oh yeah i mean they can fly and 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 if you uh if you haven't filled out your uh your limit um until later in the morning or even afternoon once the wind gets going and they they start you know uh flying with the wind i mean you're talking 55 60 miles an hour or more Mm -hmm. um they're cruising and they they don't soar they're they're flapping the whole time so uh (laughs) you got to swing through those birds and pull the trigger keep the gun moving you ever use any decoys I, I've those? tried the last few years. I've tried with the, uh, you know, I've got some decoys and I bring them out and I put them in the, you know, lower lower parts of the trees um, where there's no. Have you no tried leaves. the wing? I haven't I'm tried gonna, any spinning. I'm going to tell you, those work. Those work. Okay. Right, I'm I'll telling get, you, a buddy of mine, Sergio. I'll give Sergio a plug here. Alcazar. Y'all heard him on the show, AOC Global Adventures, but he turned me on to these. Um, Mojo, I believe, makes them. I'm okay. pretty sure that's in there. They're at Cabela's and Bass Pro and all, but. Uh, I'm telling you, those decoys flat work. Well, if it's a good year, um, you should just be able yeah. to, to do fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, some of these years that have been tougher, um, I, you know, take all the help you can get. Yeah. And then just really getting out and doing some practice, man, doing some, you know, go out to Kyle yeah. Creek or some of the plays, Colorado Clays, whatever, and yep. shoot some clays. And get at least one round in, um, even if it's only trap. But mm-hmm. sporting clays are is much better. 
uh, practice for for the real thing. Yeah, you shoot twelve gauge, twenty. What do you? Shoot? I I shoot twelve gauge. I still yeah. I'm I'm probably going to get a new shotgun um, this fall. Uh, we got lots of shotguns at the gun room. Um, I think I'm still going to use a you know a pump. I've got my old trusty old uh, 870 Express um, Remington, um, and uh, I like that to have that third shot. Yeah, me so too. I get yeah. a lot, of, especially earlier in the day. Um, you miss your first shot, or or even uh, the second shot. You have one more to to get ahead on that bird. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, you know we've got we got lots of shotguns uh, over and under, side by side. Even if you if you want to kind of be a little more old fashioned, yeah. but uh, we've got semi autos. Um, a huge selection of shotguns, um, wide range of pricing. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what it is, but, man, th- I mean, whether you go out and shoot clays or you're hunting itself, sometimes there's just some angles that you just have a hard time with. Maybe it's flying straight at you. Maybe it's flying away from you. Maybe it's going right to left or left to right. But usually there's one of those right to left or left to right that people just struggle with. Yep. Man. I, I like the uh, – left to right more than the the right to left passing shot i like kind of pushing the gun instead of pulling it uh but uh you know my favorite is uh when they're coming straight at you yeah um you get that shot and then they drop right at your feet or <laughs> if, you, if you're lucky enough you can catch, catch one yeah, that's, I've done that's that the best yeah. Yeah, that's but uh cool. you know and then you may get that first shot if there's a pair coming at you um, take the first one, let it fall at you, and then spin and get that away shot as the la- as they're flying over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always get a yeah. kick out of that. And you know what? I mean, probably everybody knows the people you hunt with, but let me just tell you this. If you do go with some guys you don't know real well, especially, you know, with these shotguns, I'm telling you, make sure you have a little safety meeting before mm-hmm. and go over a few things because yep. I'm telling you, I've hunted with some guys that, man, they get locked in on a bird. And, I mean, they swing, and, man, they shoot, and you're, like, waiting to get hit with pellets because they point a gun right at you. I've definitely been peppered before. And they before. didn't see you, yep. you know? Yep, especially when there's trees in between you and, um, and you're hunting small game like uh, dove. You know, I don't wear orange. Um, maybe maybe that's something I could reevaluate with an orange hat, but I want all the advantages I can get. And you've got trees in between you and your, your hunting buddies, and uh, they swing through, and, um, even though know, you're you're far enough away, you're you're generally going to be safe. But right. uh, mm-hmm. it's not fun to have that that muzzle blast. Uh, it's a different <laughs> sound when the gun's fired right at you. Yeah, so no yeah, the safety meeting's important, and you know make sure you, you you know your targets and know where everyone is in the field. Right. Tim Barton is with us once again from the Gun Room, fifteen ninety five Car Street. Go check them out. Hey, this is a great store. They got a great staff. Uh, they can answer all your questions, and uh, again, a wide range of uh, different firearms there, a uh, wide variety of prices. As Tim mentioned, uh, I promise you, you can find something in your price range, and uh, they've got some guns even down on the floors most of the time, you know. Now, most of the guns are on racks and behind counters and all, but they've got some right out kind of the center of their floor, which are some, some great, great buys. And, I mean, you can get something for you know a couple hundred bucks. So, I mean, you got some great deals there. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I totally agree. And uh, this is a, it's a special store, um, you know, we advocate gun safety as much or more than, than anyone else, but uh, um, our guns uh, on the floor, you can go and, and handle them safely. Uh, we don't have uh, trigger locks on the guns in the shop. You can uh, pick them up, uh, you know, give them a look over, um, you know, give them a, a quick little test drive, you know, kick, kick mm-hmm. the tires a little bit. And uh, any of the handguns we're going to hand you, um, we're going to clear them safely. We're going to get them in your hands. And, uh, you know, depending on the gun, most guns, uh, you can feel free to 
dry fire even. Right. Um, a lot of gun shops have trigger locks on all their guns and makes it a little tough to, to handle them and get a feel for them. But uh, we don't we don't do that at our shop. Uh, we want we want the customers to really know what they're what they're getting, what they're looking at. Absolutely. Hey, we got to hit a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back with Tim Barton from the gun room. Hey, this is Scott Watley. You know, there are many responsibilities of being a pet owner, and an important one this time of the year comes from me and our friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, here's five quick rules on how to keep your pet safe in the heat of summer. Rule number one, never leave your pet inside a parked car or truck during the summer months. Leaving a pet inside a parked car is the number one cause of heat-related death in pets. It only takes a mildly warm day and a few minutes for temperatures to rise inside a parked car and they'll skyrocket to dangerous levels. For a pet in a hot car, terrible suffering and death will soon follow. Rule number two, make sure your pet has plenty of cool, fresh water at all times. Number three, limit your pet's outdoor activities to early morning and evening hours. Our rule number four, provide a shaded space for your pet when outdoors that you can supervise. And rule number five, the absolute best way to protect your pet from overheating in the heat of the summer is to keep it indoors at home where it will be cool and safe. Hey, we all love our pets. Let's keep them safe this summer. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, 8681 Lincoln Avenue, 303-708-8050. And you can find other great tips on their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. It's summertime and the temperatures are warming up, but let me tell you about the super hot deals happening right now at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and if you're looking for huge savings on hunting, fishing, and camping gear, go to 2650 West Hamden to visit our friends at the Outdoorsman's Attic. You'll also find great selection of guns and ammo, as well as gunsmithing services. If you have some hunting and fishing and camping gear and you're just not using it anymore, turn it into cash at the Outdoorsman's Attic, once again, 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. It's Colorado's greatest outdoor consignment store. And tell them Scott sent you. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, Tim Barton is in studio with us from the gun room, 1595 Car Street, their number 303-237-1300. And as I mentioned in our first segment, hey, if you haven't been there in a while, uh, get by this store. It's a great store, great staff, 
Uh, they've got all the knowledge they can to help you. Maybe you're a first-time gun buyer. Uh, they can help you. Or, hey, if you're that seasoned gun person, uh, guy or gal, um, they would love to meet you and go and check out the vault, a uh, special room there. And uh, they handle consignments, trades, all the things there at the gun room. All right, we're talking about uh, pronghorn hunting a little bit, dove hunting right now. So uh, let's circle back here. What are some of the, um, and we kind of ask you what you do to get ready for the seasons, but any uh, special things for the pronghorn or dove that you say, hey, this is a must, at least for me? Well, for, for dove season, um, I want to get the shotgun in my hands, even at, even at home. Um, you know, after you've you've hopefully done done a couple rounds of uh, sporting clays or, or at least one round of trap, but um, get the gun up at, at home, swing it swing it inside uh, inside your house, um, get a feel for it. Um, you know, get get good practice, especially a night or two beforehand. Uh, my dad always used to say, "Get your wood on the wood." You mm-hmm. know, get your get your head your cheek down on the on your uh, your buttstock. Right. Um, you know, get a good feel for looking right down the rib, looking down that sight. Um, you know, I think a lot of early uh, young shooters, um, um, less experienced uh, shotgunners, when they first start shooting, they don't want to get their face down, um, and they're not getting a good sight sight picture. Right. Uh, so they're, whatever they're aiming at isn't really what the gun's shooting at. So you want to really get your, get your head down. Um, but... Uh, you know, even some dry fire practice, make sure that gun's unloaded, um, check it three or four times. Um, dry fire, I, I can't stress enough with, with any kind of gun, but uh, even works fine with a shotgun. Um, and when you're picking up ammo, uh, use the same ammo that you practice with, yep. that you hunt with. Use one type. Uh, I know when I was younger, I didn't know better, and I would use different shot size. Uh, so I would use some six, some seven and a half, some eight. Really, with dove, what you want is seven and a half or eight shot. Uh, you don't really need anything else. In fact, I I use mostly only eight shot um, if that's what I can get for that year. And you know, use the same velocity. Don't mix in high brass and low brass and have some shot that has different velocity. All exactly the same type, so you have the same lead. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. And you know, mentioning on the real quick, and we'll come back there, um, but. You know, shooting with a shotgun, so many times, you know, and if guys or gals out there played sports, you understand the word I'm going to say when we talk about follow-through. But, you know, we do that throwing a ball, whatever the case may be. But shooting, you may think, you know, if you're, if you're not a shooter, like, well, how do you follow through after you shoot something? But, man, you'll, you'll quickly learn how to do it, or you will shoot a lot of shells and have no dove, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> it's not – they're not point shooting. Um, you're, you're not trapping. You're, you're going to be swinging through – uh, pulling the gun and and leading it and then having it swing right through as you pull the trigger and just keep the gun moving through the shot it's it's almost the opposite of most rifle shooting um, but uh, uh, once you get a good feel for it uh, that you know your trigger control isn't nearly as important with a shotgun as it is with a rifle and moving the gun is is absolutely essential whereas when you want to be totally steady on a rifle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know one thing I mean buddy we were talking yesterday about this and we were talking about just a few hunts where we had everything we need, and then forgot to put it in a pack before you leave the house. Then you get out to the field, and maybe it's from your tent, maybe it's from your your RV, maybe it was from, or you've driven 400 miles and you realized you forgot to bring it. So this buddy of mine, man, he said, "Look, we all think we know what we're doing, but he said, man, having a checklist right. of really understand." He said, "That's probably one of the 
biggest tips. I told him I was going to have you on. He's, I said, what's your big tip? He goes, have a checklist. Yep, start with the, with the easy stuff <laughs> first. Think, what can I go without? But more, than, more importantly, what, what do I need absolutely essential to hunt? You're going to start with shotgun, shells, <laughs> eye protection, ear protection, clothing, and, and you obviously have to have your small game license. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you don't have your small game license, you're gonna, mm-hmm. you could be in trouble. Uh, don't neglect things like uh, if you're shooting with a semi-auto or a, or a pump, you've got to have your plug. So make sure you've got, you can only load three shells and test it. Um, you, you will get caught by the game warden without that plug mm-hmm. if you forget it. If you if you have it, you'll never see the game <laughs> warden. That's just how it works. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're 100% right. All right. Now, you know, we get all these seasons, man, that mix in, and some of us that get different tags for different things. I mean, man, the days overlap, the weeks overlap. What are some things you do to try to get in the most hunting that you can? Okay. So uh, what I like to do with pronghorn season uh, or sorry, with, with dove season leading into pronghorn, um, when I get out there, I'll have, you know, get out there early. Um, you know, you don't want to miss the, the early morning when the, when the doves don't quite know what's going on and you can get some easier shots before they get kind of frantic and gun shy. Um, but by midday, uh, you get some doldrums and, you know, maybe it's, it's pretty hot and the, the doves are, are, are roosting or, or down in the, uh, you know, in the crop and they're harder to hunt. I like to use that that time of day to, to practice with my rifle if I'm in an area where I can mm-hmm. um, get another range session in right out there, um, especially if uh, if you can with some trees and some shade. Shoot from the shade, keep your shotgun at the ready, and then uh, you have, may have some opportunities for some lone doves flying by as you're as you're practicing rifle. I've had a lot of success with that, and uh, kind of breaks up the day. Have a nice lunch, um, you know. Shoot your your rifle, get sighted in, um, and then take a couple birds. While you're there, do you try to with dove? Do you try to get in some tree areas, or do you try to get open field leading in trees? You try to get by water. What do you usually usually by trees and or by water? Um, Try to walk some tree lines Uh, if you can. Have have a guy on either side of a tree line. Um, You can have a lot of lot of uh, uh, you know good success that way. Um, Circling lone trees or or groups of trees works real well. Um, Really, the best though is with there's two groups of trees you know, maybe a quarter mile or a half mile apart, you have a couple guys in one group of trees, a couple guys in the other, and you get those doves flying back and forth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ideally until there's no more birds left that uh, that you haven't gotten. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, if you're just joining us, Tim Barton is with us from the gun room. 1595 Car Street, 303-237-1300. And, hey, maybe you're needing to get a new gun whether it be hey you know a pistol rifle shotgun ar whatever they've got it all so i hope you'll get by and see them and when you do let them know you heard them here on sportsman of colorado all right mentioning people buying new guns i'm sure you guys get questions you know all the time where people come in and say hey i'm going to hunt this what's the best caliber for this how do you go about and just some of those um, questions that you get on a day-to-day basis for calibers? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, we want to we want to try to get an idea for for how how people hunt. Um, if they want to get closer to the animal, or if if they they, they can take further shots, or if they're going to be hunting in timber or or wide open, you know, uh, open spaces, uh, we can help you pick out a, a rifle that'll suit your needs. We can help help with uh, caliber decisions um we can help you with finding something that'll be fine as a as a brush gun close range in the timber or something that uh, is flat shooting um that can can use higher bc bullets uh and really 
you know buck the wind a little better which which obviously helps with pronghorn mm-hmm. but uh um we've got we've got all kinds of guns at the gun room um from older calibers you know like the 4570 um all the way up to the you know some of these brand new calibers like the the new prc calibers um six five prc 300 prc um we can we can find all the any any caliber you need uh for, for what suits your purposes. Right. And I would tell you this, just because, you know, your buddy shoots a 300 Weatherby mag and doesn't mean that's the gun you got to shoot. All right. Cause you know what? I mean, I learned this. When I went to Africa, um, first time back in 2013, but then being blessed to go back over there a few more times and just seeing meeting guys there. What gun did you bring? Oh, I brought a four seven four fifty eight. you know, you're, is it new? Yeah. Just, I hadn't even shot it yet. Or or they've shot it a couple of times, and, man, you can tell when they pull the trigger. Right before they pull the trigger, they're squinching because they know the recoil is coming. And that doesn't help you. you got to get a gun that fits you, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, it's it's one thing to be tough and, uh, <laughs> you know, shoot these these big bore guns or these uh, – uh, magnum magnum rifles um you know i've i've got my share of these kind of guns and i i shoot them occasionally but uh um and you know well there's a lot of guns that'll that'll work for a particular type of hunt you don't have to have the the heaviest recoiling hardest kicking gun to uh to do what you need to do um you can make it happen with you know you know even a you know a 243 270 win sure. yeah. you know you can you can get get the job done with some of these calibers mm-hmm. that uh they're still pretty flat shooting and they got plenty of energy um out to hunting ranges yeah but no your rifle i mean i'm telling you this this takes you know all the guessing out of it if you really get to know your weapon and you get to know your ammo and what your that gun will do at whatever range and you know i know i know that it's, it's hard sometimes to find two three four hundred yard place you can shoot but I would do everything I could to go and do that, especially if you're into the pronghorn thing. And sometimes there's some elk out that far too, of course, deer, whatever the case may be. And this long-range shooting, Tim, is really last few minutes here, but this long-range shooting has really taken off, hasn't it? Oh yes, definitely. We get uh, we get guys that have crossover with competition shooting and uh, you know PRS, and they want to do long-range hunting, and you can do that all of those things with the same caliber, um, or you know you can have a specific gun for a specific need, um, and then have several different guns for different purposes. But um, yeah, you want to be you want to be prepared with pronghorn. Uh, you're going to be taking shots most of the time 250 to 400 yards um i took at least i took my my longest shot uh last year in fact i shot my pronghorn just over 400 yards mm-hmm. in the wind and uh you know i made it happen um but be be prepared be practiced up shooting at steel or 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 even at paper at some of these further yards out yep. there yep absolutely well hey get by the gun room it's 1595 Car Street, 303-237-1300. Go in, check out the vault as well. And, hey, maybe you've got some guns that you're just not using anymore, all right? Maybe you've got a, a collection. Maybe it's just a couple of guns, whatever the case may be. And uh, get by and see them. The staff there will sit there, and uh, they'll take a look at what you've got. And, hey, if you just want to check, um, everybody's got to be fair-minded here. They don't know how long it'll take them to sell it. But, uh, hey, it's a good way to uh, turn that into cash if you need that. And then if you want to do a consignment and you've got the patience to let them sell it there, uh, take a minute and just tell us how that process works. Yeah, we we, uh, we buy guns. We buy collections, large and small. Um, that's just 
partly how we have such a good good inventory and such uh, wide-ranging inventory, um, buying large estates, um, small collections, everything in between. Um, but we also offer consignment. If you've got one or two guns or half a dozen guns and you want to sell them, uh, try to make basically top dollar um, without selling it to, to a private party, um, consignment is the best way to do that. Yeah. Um, we can get you um, 80% of the retail price of your firearm uh, after it sells. Uh, so our, our fee is only 20% for consignments. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's a great way to, to, to sell guns. And uh, if you bought them right years ago, you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Tim, it's been a pleasure. We'll do this again. We'll tell Wayne to stay at the shop and you come next. 237-1300. I do want to mention this too. They do do a little gun. They do gunsmithing. That's what I'm trying to say as well a little bit. So, uh, hey, if you need something uh, there in that arena, go by and check them out there. They can mount your scope, do a few things like that at the gun room as well. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. we got to take another break. We'll be back with more right after this. Are you in the market for a new firearm or maybe looking to purchase your very first firearm? Well, wouldn't it be great to have an experience worth telling your friends and family about while making such an important purchase? At Bighorn Firearms, we know how important that is, and it's our mission to provide this experience to every customer that walks through our front door. Hi, I'm Ryan, owner of Bighorn Firearms, located in southeast Denver, and my team and I are customers too. We know what it's like to experience the typical specialty store attitude, and we believe everyone deserves a first-class experience when purchasing a firearm. If you're searching for friendly service, a knowledgeable and passionate staff, and a great selection of firearms, We'd like to invite you to Denver's best independent gun store, Bighorn Firearms, one mile east of Evans and I-25. Whether it's your first gun or you've been collecting for years, our friendly and knowledgeable staff are passionate about answering all of your questions. Service and selection is our commitment to you. That's Bighorn Firearms, located at 2175 South Jasmine Street, Suite 105, Denver. Call us now, 303-758-9423, or shop online bighornusa.com. For over 10 years, hunters have relied on Onyx maps to help navigate public and private land boundaries across the country. Onyx Hunt is the only tool comprised of more than 400 countrywide maps that give clear private and public land boundaries, trails, hunting-specific data, and more. New map layers are constantly being added by pairing with some of the leading names in conservation and the outdoor industry, like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Boone and Crockett Club, and Eastman's. Whether it's on your smartphone or handheld GPS, make the most of your precious time in the field by navigating with Onyx Hunt. Go to the App Store or onyxmaps.com. Hey, Dan, you know, our jobs are pretty different. I'm a baseball announcer. You're an attorney and a talk show host. Yeah, but we do have something in common. Really? What's that? Our favorite car dealer, Len Lyle Chevrolet. Yeah, definitely not your typical dealership. That's so true, Jack. No high pressure sales tactics. They respect your time. And when you have two jobs, that's important. You know, I'd recommend Len Lyle Chevrolet to anyone. And with their low overhead, that means lower lower prices. prices. Yeah, we really do have something in common. Len Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and Pay the least. Chevy, find new roads. None of us plan or expect to get stuck. And when you do, the rest of the scenario usually plays out something like this. You're alone, it's late, it's cold, and oh, you have no cell service. No help, no cell service, no problem with Track Grabber. 
Hey, this is Scott Watley with Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Track Grabber gives you the ability to rescue yourself without having to put yourself at the mercy of a stranger. No long waits or hundreds of dollars spent on a tow truck. And Track Grabber is for your car, truck, ATV, UTV, and even commercial vehicles. With Track Grabber in your vehicle, you can have peace of mind and feel safe. And here's the best part. It only takes about 30 seconds to install Track Grabber on each of your tires, and they stay with you as long as it takes to get back to stable terrain. So in just a couple of minutes, you're back out and on your way. Go to trackgrabber.com, that's T-R-A-C grabber.com. Use the promo code KLZ and save 20% on your purchase. Remember, no help, no sell service, no problem with Track Grabber. Riding an e-bike will make you feel like a kid again. Just try it. Hi, I'm Randy Crancy, founder of eBike of Colorado. E-bikes are a fun way to ride the trails. Pedal Assist technology flattens the steepest hills. We have 14 major brands to choose from, and our expert staff will find you the perfect bike. Come take a free test ride at eBike of Colorado in downtown Louisville, next to the historic Grain Elevator. Open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Learn more at ebikeofcolorado.com. Just try it. Before we get back to the show, you know, our eyes are very important. Let me tell you who I've been trusting my eye care to. It is Stack Optical. For over 10 years, hey, Alan's been taking great care of us, and he will take great care of you as well. Their eye exam, folks, is only $69, and it has been $69 for years. And Alan just says, hey, they want to give a great eye exam a thorough eye exam and take care of you so they've never raised that price so get in give them a call 303-321-1578 for all your optical needs if you're needing a new pair of glasses hey you want to have a a better experience in the outdoors whether it's golf riding your bike they've got the stack sports pack so prescription sunglasses maybe you've got a hard prescription no one else has been able to figure out give alan stack a chance at stack optical of course, they can handle repairs, your contacts, all of it, right there at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver, 303-321-1578, stackoptical.com is the website, and I always tell you, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sports from Colorado. Again, thank you so much for being with us. Hey, we're going to go to the phones now and talk to our good friend Quentin Smith, QRS Outdoors. You've heard Quentin on the show for a number of years. And, um, boy, over the last several years, Quentin has gotten into uh, some great, great bear hunting over in Saskatchewan at Nordic Lodge and had some great, great special offers. And uh, when I saw those posted, I called him wanted to get him on the show because this would be a great opportunity for many of our listeners so quentin thanks for being with us how are you bud hey anytime it's great to be back all right tell us about saskatchewan tell us kind of how it all came about too yeah so here's a really cool story and how this whole thing started but uh, several years ago at the denver international sportsman's expo um, i was personally looking for a bear hunt in saskatchewan as it was one of the canadian providences i have not personally killed a bear in until last year now um, I met um, the owners, Darren Kimmel, and, and his parents at the ISC show there and established a relationship with him and got to talking with him. And, and uh, long and short of it, I uh, was actually filming a bear hunt with 
Um, the girls that hunt with us are Grace Campbell and Lace, Allie and Adrienne Armstrong in mm-hmm. Washington State. And Darren called and started texting, and I helped him put together some uh, different stand placements and stuff because this is a brand-new concession for them as far as the bear tags. The bears have never been hunted in this area for many, many years. And so at that point, I just kind of helped him through an onyx deal uh, from a totally different country, helped him put together some stands and stuff. And, and uh, from there, created a partnership that uh, now we've been going two years with. The fishing operation, Nordic Lodge, has been a 51-year-old operation as of today. The wow. bear hunting portion of that is only two years old. So two springs is all we've hunted. And the concession hadn't been hunted in 120 years prior to us taking over that concession. So um, at that part, okay. we are really at what you would consider virgin bears hunting. And, and uh, um, just a tremendous population of black bears, 40 45% color phase, monster bear, ton of fun, boat-based operation, great, great place. Wow. Yeah, I know. And I tell you, you know, of course, we uh, stay in touch quite a bit. And, uh, man, the, the pictures of all these and just uh, bears and, and, man, the quality of bears, like you say. And, man, if a place hadn't been hunted for all that time, man, it's, it's an awesome, awesome place. Now, you say a boat operation, so take a minute and explain that. Yeah, so Nordic Lodge is based on uh, the southern inshores of Reindeer Lake in northern Saskatchewan. So the lake is a 180-mile lake. Um, you'll recognize it through, uh, if you've seen anything with the new TV series that's been coming out, their season 10 episode of Alone. Um, they just filmed up there at Reindeer Lake this last year. Um, and of course, Nordic Lodge had a reality TV show there on the lake for several years, but a very, very well-known fishing lake, 180 miles long, incredible, incredible world-class fishing for northern pike walleye lake trout and stuff that way and then of course all of our baits are boat based uh we 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 basically have 40 baits scattered from an, a straight line if you were to draw a straight line on x wise it will show your baits are scattered about 80 miles apart we figure we're covering right about 575,000 acres with that and we were feeding right about 220 to 240 bears this last year on camera during the springtime wow and this is for archery or rifle, correct? Archery, rifle, muzzleloader, whatever the person's preference to come up. Yeah, so Saskatchewan offers both fall hunting and spring hunting. Um, because of our operations back in the States with, you know, big game and different things uh, like that, we have chosen to really just focus on spring bear hunting up there, uh, which takes place in the month of June up on the lake for us. And mm-hmm. so... But things have uh, taken a little bit different picture, and, and uh, we're going to be back up there this September uh, doing a bunch of projects. And we thought, you know, hey, let's try this out. We've got the bear. we got the bear numbers. It's not going to hurt our quality. These bears are probably going to be anywhere from 75 to 100 pounds heavier this time of year versus what we're hunting in the spring, and we're killing monster bears in the spring. So, sure. um, you know, we thought, hey, let's try it out. We're going to do a first year. Um, trial run on this deal. We're looking for four to five hunters to come be a part of this thing with us this year. We're doing it at a reduced rate because we want them to know and we to know that, hey, this is a first-time fall baiting deal for us. So we understand that that's a, a lesson learning deal for us and for the bears as well. You know, learning that, hey, we got a feed source now here in the fall just as much. Sure. And so um, we're, we're really excited to try it out. We 
we know we've got a, a great team and great plan put together, and we feel that we'll be very, very successful, successful with it across the board. And um, no reason it shouldn't be a fantastic cut. And at the end of the day, you're going to get world-class fishing on top of it. So. Well, well, bears are hungry in the fall, man. <laughs> no doubt. They're looking to put on as much tight cover as they can. So. Absolutely. All right, so give, it, give us some dates and details. Yeah, so we're looking at trying to do something last part of September, uh, somewhere like 18 through the 22nd of September or 25 through 29. We are open to working with anybody or any group on that if it needs to kind of be moved around a little bit to help those dates out. we get some availability to do that. Okay. And but basically kind of from the, the 15th, 16th on through the end of September uh, for it. working with you people. Okay. And the cost? 3500 per person. That's a... Uh, um, a reduced price from our spring bear hunts or spring bear hunts are 4500 uh, Lodging mill still included on those prices. All of your um, uh, uh, fishing is included in that. The only thing not included is the price of your license. Um, and your hunt fish license for bear and fishing is um, 450 per person. Right. And where do you fly into? So best option is to fly to Saskatoon. Saskatchewan, um, and we do have some options now. WestJet's just created a new flight out of Denver straight to Saskatoon, or you can look at several different options to, to fly to Saskatoon if you want to fly, um, and then rent a vehicle, and then we're a seven-hour drive from there. Okay. So we do have the options of a float plane as well. If someone really wants to, you know, be landed right there on the shore banks of, of the lake and right next door to the lodge, there is an option to float that's an additional 1600 per person round trip okay good deal all right folks hey four to five slots and that's it give quentin a call 970-366-0004 bucks plus your licenses and of course you got to get there and all that um but that last half of september um, the kind of dates we're throwing out 18th through the 22nd or the 25th through the 29th, but Quentin says, of course, he'll work with you, uh, if there's a variation on a couple of days there. All right. Now let's talk real quick about getting it back. And then we've got a, someone that's been on the hunt is going to join us. So, um, tell us how do you get the bear back meat? What, what's all the rules and regulations? Absolutely. Real simple process. Uh, we have people that drive up from Denver all the time. Uh, most of our clients have been Colorado-based or, or Wisconsin-based for that matter, so they've all chosen to even drive. You're looking at a 24-hour drive. Your license, your hunt license, serves as your CITES permit to bring the, the cape and hide meat back into the, uh, to the state. So at that portion, it's a very easy process. We help you take care of all of that uh, stuff right there in camp and prepare you so that your border crossing is a very, very easy process on coming back. Okay. Um, I help you, you, you know, if you're going across the borders to come up, we're going to have a Canadian 909 form, very simple to fill out if you're bringing rifles, if you're bringing bows, we don't have to worry about that. Um, but I help you with all that paperwork. I try to make it as very easy um, for you and, and uh, line all those details out ahead of time to make your trip um, a very pleasant and easy process getting in and out of the border. All right. Once again, this is at Nordic Lodge in Saskatchewan on Reindeer Lake. And a great, great bear hunt, world-class fishing as well, all available for $3,500. And uh, only four to five slots, so, hey, you better call now, 970-366-0004. 
Joining us now, uh, in all transparency, a friend of our show, um, Wynn Eubank, and Wynn's own, Wynn owns Colorado Outdoor Sports, and a um, great friend of Quentin's as well. So, Wynn, thanks for being with us. How are you, bud? I'm awesome. Good. All right. Tell us your story. So, I got to go on this hunt, and I can recommend it 100%. And like Quentin said, he makes it very, very easy to take care of the, the hide, the meat, the guns getting in and out of the country makes it real, real simple. Um, I've hunted with Quentin before, and uh, he made this so seamless. I didn't even ask any questions. I didn't know I was getting on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it was like, what? What? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but I saw a bear every time I was in a stand. I shot a, a nice big black bear, um, followed Quentin's rules dropped it anchored it right in its spot john riley was with me and he also shot a nice big black bear anchored his almost within the spot it went about 40 yards and hid from us but uh Hmm. we found it and uh um, like quentin says um the fishing is phenomenal your guide is going to put you in a hole where every cast northern pike are going to slam your your lure it was in, and we literally had to quit. I was like, no, we can't do it anymore. And uh, wow. the, the, the lake trout, trolling for them, relaxing, just fun. Every 15 minutes or less, want to just hook up, you know, and the other guy pulls his line in, and then we fight that lake trout in. Wow, it's that's amazing. cool. Now, what method were you, were you rifle or muzzleloader or what? I was using the rifle. Okay, all right, good deal. And um, talk about lodging just a minute. Uh, three, a five-star, definitely. The food was amazing. Um, the cook was accommodating. Even, even uh, I'm kind of a picky eater, and he, uh, he, he had extra stuff there for me. Um, not as picky as Quentin, though. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put no vegetable on that, on uh, that man's plate. Hey, I, I agree with him. I agree with him, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, no, the yeah, so we basically. Um, if you came in late or something, they were right there. Like, hey, what? Let's make you something. Let's get you fed. You know, the the we John and I had a room to ourselves, just the two of us, real comfortable. Just, just a, I mean, can't say enough about this trip. It was amazing. Right. What were you gonna say, Quentin? Well, when yeah, thanks for doing that because you're right. It is a really super cool place. They've done a lot of upgrades and and quality stuff too. We've got nine cabins there on the lake. Um, and of course the lodge, uh, where we eat our meals and, and hang out and different things that way, right in the middle of the, the compound area, just super, super convenient, super nice. All of the guides and, and stuff across the board, the majority of our guides are native guides, especially on the fishing side of it. They were born and raised literally right on that. Wow. Lake. So, um, they, they know, know that place like the back of their hand. And... Yeah. I'm sorry, Wayne, go ahead. They know every one of those fishing holes. Right. Wow. That's awesome. Folks, you're just joining us, and uh, maybe you hadn't caught the first interview. Quentin Smith is with us, our good friend from QRS Outdoors, also in Eubank from Colorado Outdoor Sports, and we are talking about Nordic Lodge on Reindeer Lake in Saskatchewan. And uh, Quentin has a couple of dates here in the fall, um, and once again, he'll work with you if we need to uh, go back a day or two or 
add on a day or two, but it's the 18th through the 22nd of September or the 25th through the 29th. And this is an all-inclusive kind of 3,500 bear hunting and fishing. you got to buy your license. And um, what else, Quentin, did you mention? Yeah, so just your license and then, of course, the, the 3500 on the on the hunt across the board. That's U.S. dollar. Okay. Um, and uh, so then everything else is taken care of. The only thing you do have outside of those costs is a $25 fee to cross the border if you're bringing a rifle with you. Okay. Um, and so that's part of the, the Canadian 909 form we talked about here a few minutes ago. Right. Now, of, is that like when, when you cross there, do you have to go here to the Border Patrol and kind of do the same type of paperwork, like if you're taking a rifle like I've done to so, Africa? Yeah, we highly encourage everybody to go to uh, a U.S. Customs office and sign or have them do a 4457 form on their rifle or equipment they're bringing over. That's a protection for you coming back into the state right. and leaving with it. And that's to prove your ownership of the gun prior to even coming across the border and, and keeps them from, uh, you know, being in a position where you could potentially get charged a duty tax um, for, for you know, bringing that back over into the U.S. and not being able to prove it was yours to begin with. Okay. Um, I, I've, I've been blessed to hunt many places across the world, honestly, and, and uh, I've always had my 4457 form. I've been asked for it one time, um, but at the end of the day, um, had I not had it, then it could have cost me a lot of money to get my rifle back in. Um, it's truly a very simple process. Everyone worries that, oh, my gosh, you got to cross the border, a lot of pain in the back. No, it's easy. Yeah. It, it is a process, but it's very it's boringly easy. easy. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Wayne. Go ahead. It was boringly easy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nothing wrong with boringly easy when you're crossing the border. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Hey, man, we appreciate it. And, uh, folks, I'm telling you, I've, I've been hunting with Quentin for a number of years. Wynn has done the same, and, and I promise you uh, this will be a trip you do not want to miss. And I, I know it's not a lot of time for planning, but, hey, you don't need a lot if you're just going for a few days here, if you've got all your a passport and things like that in order. But it's 18th through the 22nd of September or the 25th through the 29th. Once again, Quentin is willing to work with you on the times there. And uh, you can give him a call at 970-366-0004. 970-366-0004. Just let him know you heard him here on the Sportsman of Colorado. And we'd appreciate that as well. But this will be a great, great trip to Nordic Lodge in Saskatchewan. So, Quentin, thanks so much, man. And we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. And, when we appreciate it, sir. Thank you, guys. All right. And I'm gonna, I'll get you back on here uh, next week or so, and we'll do a little um, talking about Colorado outdoor sports as well. Sounds great. All thank right. You thank guys. you, sir. Thanks for being with us today for Sports from Colorado Radio. Hey, if you miss us on Saturdays 1 to 2, you can catch us twice on Sundays 8 to 9 a.m. And once again, 7 to 8 p.m. right here on KLZ 560. Hope you have a great rest of your day.